It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. In the 2021-2022 season, the Sharks' Matt Nieto played in 70 games, scoring six goals with 11 assists while being a key part of one of the best penalty kills in the NHL. I checked in with the Long Beach native on June 8th, seeing how the offseason was treating him. All right, we now have joining us on the Sharks Audio Network, it is Matt Nieto. Matt, what's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just got done uh, working out here and, um, you know, hanging out for the day now. Nice. So, yeah, like, let's get into that, man. Like, how long do you give yourself before you start working out again? Because it's June 8th at the time of this recording. The season ended on April 29th. Um, Like, do you give yourself two weeks three weeks um you know did you go into the off season pretty healthy i don't remember you specifically being banged up but i have noticed uh, you hockey players tend to hide the injuries <laughs> yeah no it's actually crazy this is uh one of the first uh summers i'm going into where i'm actually healthy so um it'll be nice to get a, a regular you know summer of training in here um without any injuries and um i took about I took about four weeks off after this season, actually, which is a little longer than usual, but, um, you know, I'm getting a little bit older, so <laughs> so these muscles could relax a little longer, I guess. Well, dude, you got you got 10 years on me, man, so uh, at 29, <laughs> trust me, it only gets worse once you get closer to the other side. I'm narrowing in on uh, 40 this summer, so yeah, it's, uh, it's always easier to stay in shape than get back into shape. I can attest that compared to uh, how my shoulder feels today compared to 10 years ago. Um, so like, and what is the off season program for you? Like we heard uh, Bernsey talking about being excited to get into the squat rack. And I laugh because the squat rack in my garage, it, there may or may not be dust on it. Maybe, maybe not cobwebs, but maybe dust, but like, what does the off season training program look for you? Honestly, I feel like most hockey players kind of have the same sort of things that they do. Um, but for me, it's mostly, um, you know, you always want to get faster and stronger in the off season. So I'll do, I'll do a lot of, you know, Olympic lifts and, um, you know, a lot of legs squats, but also, you know, focusing on quickness and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I've been with the same trainer for a while now, so, um, I pretty much know what I'm getting myself into every summer. And, um, you know, there's some tough days, but I think, um, I think every, every hockey player, you know, enjoys, uh, you know, getting back into the swing of things and, and, you know, preparing for the upcoming season. Let, let me ask you about the Oli lifts. Do you guys do those from the floor or are you doing like hang cleans and hang snatches? Um, so I mostly only do uh, hang cleans. Um, it's been a very long time since I've done them from the floor. Um, <laughs> now I just kind of do them from above the knee, but, um, yeah, I've definitely done them from, from the floor and it's a lot tougher that way well no it's really interesting though man because i read more and more about um you know athletic specific training and i don't know one of the many dudes that i follow on instagram he was like how often does he's like a football player a hockey player 
need to use that end range of motion where they'd be deep into, you know, a crouch, bringing it off the floor like you would in a snatch or, um, you know, or in a clean and jerk. Like It's not. It's like, so he's like, with my athletes, he's like, we just do it, you know, hang. Like, use the range of yeah. motion you would use. That's probably tough for a lot of guys because I know that there's a very much a, a competitive atmosphere here where you're like, well, I want to see how much I can pull. I want to see how much weight I can do. Whereas your trainer's probably like, bro, cool it. We're trying to make you faster and stronger. You're not about to go compete in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, there's there's so many tools and stuff that, that are used now in the gym also. So, um, you know, we use, we use these things that you could attach to the barbell that will actually you know, tell you, you know, how fast you're moving the bar and how explosive you're being. So, really? uh, yeah. So we, so we basically, I train off that. And so it's not, it's not um, like I'm trying to do the most weight every time, but I'm trying to stay in a specific range of what we're trying to accomplish, you know, speed wise. That's cool. No, I, I, yeah. I love hearing about this stuff. Um, Do you guys ever do sled work? Yeah. Yep. We do we do quite a bit of sled work right now. We're kind of doing, you know, crossover sleds. And then, um, you know, I just started training last week. So, yeah. so we kind of ease into it, but there's some not so fun sled work that happens <laughs> later on in the summer. I don't think anyone ever says sled work is uh, quote unquote fun. When, when do you start <laughs> skating again? I'm going to start skating next week. So, um, you know, that I haven't skated since the last game of the season. So, um, that also takes a little bit of easing into and, um, but like I said, you know, I'm healthy this summer and, um, this is probably the earliest, you know, I'm getting on the ice than I normally do. So I'm excited about that. When you, when you start getting on the skates again, what do you feel the next day the most? Is it your feet or is it the groin? Oh man, it's your hips, your butt. <laughs> it's, it's everything. It, you know, it, it's crazy how, uh, how, different skating is of a movement than you know stuff you do in the gym and you know you're, you'll have sore muscles that you know you don't even know about after after <laughs> skating and not doing it for a long time you guys get pretty beat up over the course of the season and when you do have breaks they're not really lengthy lengthy amounts of time to where i think you ever feel 100 percent during the season you probably feel that you can perform at 100 percent, but i think the body's always sore is it a little bit weird in the off season that you walk around and you're like, Hey, I'm feeling pretty good right now. Like, as opposed to the season when you're used to being like, everything is kind of a little sore right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we have such a grind of a season where, you know, our schedules packed with games almost every other day. So, um, you know, even, you know, having an all-star break where, where you get, you know, five to a five to seven days oh. off, you know, even that could go a long way and just kind of recharging and, and, you know, getting ready to compete again. So, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's just so many tools that we have now that, that kind of help with recovery and make sure that we're feeling our best, but, um, you know, it's not every night you're going to feel your best. It's a, it's a long season. Like I said, 82 games is, is a grind. Yeah. Is, is it harder when you have a, um, a back-to-back or is it when you have four games in you know the course of like eight days like which one do you think is harder on your body oh that's a tough question um honestly probably probably a back-to-back -back. i think you know it, it's tough you know when you throw travel in there too so you know if we're playing in chicago and then in dallas the next night you know we're not getting in until until you know 
late in the morning and then you have to wake up and basically start preparing for, yeah. for a game that night. So um, those could be, you know, mentally draining as, as much as physically. Yeah, dude, people don't get the travel aspect of it because I think they think that you guys are like all in your individual beds, like it's Air Emirates. It's like, nah, like on a commercial <laughs> plane, I don't think there's, or not commercial, but on a plane that is not, you know, with the private rooms like the Air Emirates, it's pretty much hard to get comfortable. And then when you throw in the time differences and stuff, because I've traveled for broadcasts and stuff, and I'm just, you know, some gym bro doing my thing. And it's like, you feel it. The time change messes with you. Your eating habits gets me gets messed up. The way that you normally, you know, when you're hydrating and stuff, like your body kind of goes through a bit of a ringer. And people, I think, have this perception of like, oh, well, they're on their own jet. It's like, even still, like you're not getting quality rest on those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we, um, unfortunately, I think we travel like the most miles out of any team I want to say, or yeah. at least we're up there with, with, um, you know, the teams that do it the most. So, um, you know, I feel like we always are traveling long ways and, um, you know, your hips could get tight on that plane. So it's important to kind of get up and walk around every, right. every hour. So that's why when I fly, um, on commercial, I'm always in aisle seat. Cause I can't sit still for very long. I'm like, I gotta get up. I gotta be moving around. I know I'll, if I sit for six hours flying from SFO to Montreal, I'm going to, I'm going to feel it the next day, just back hips, uh, but I don't have to play hockey. I don't have to go out there and compete with the best in the world. So I got it a little bit easier. Um, and I'm curious for you, man, like when you go in to the off season, like your life over the course of the regular season is so structured. It's like, you got morning skate, you got practice, you have all sorts of, uh, media availability stuff that you got to do. Like it's highly structured. And then the season ends and you're kind of like cut loose. Do you, do you kind of like get into that point? Where you're like, I don't know what to do because I'm so used to being in a routine for so long. Is it kind of weird in those first two weeks to where everything's just kind of stopped? Like the, the wheels been rolling full speed and suddenly you jump off. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely different. You know, um, you know, the days feel a lot longer for sure. Um, but once you start training again and kind of get in that routine, um, you know, it feels almost kind of the same minus the traveling part. So, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of time to kill, you know, in the days in the summer. Um, but, you know, it's, it's typically, you know, the same training hours as if it's during the season. Nice. So what does the Long Beach native do aside from that? Is there any golf involved? You go shoot hoops with your buddies, you go uh, get some barbecuing in like what, what are, what are the activities you're doing to, uh, to have some fun? Yeah. Just hanging out with friends. I'm not much of a golfer, but um, you know, I'll get out there here and there. Uh, I like to play tennis, I like to play video games. And uh, that's funny. You mentioned barbecuing. I actually just ordered a grill. So that's something that I, that I want to get started and, and into this summer. Yeah, man. I, uh, now that it's hot in Northern California, man, I am uh, outside cooking as much as possible just because, uh, if you use the oven in the house, it's going to heat it up. So I'm just like, yeah, you like, give me an excuse to be outside, grill it up. And, uh, you know, you can, you can make some pretty tasty and, and healthy stuff. Um, looking back at the season, man, like how do you evaluate your performance? Like you've been at this a while. You're certainly not new to the game. Like, do you go into an off season, saying like, I need to do this better or that better or work on this? Or do you pretty much know like, okay, I have a good handle on my game. I know exactly where I need to be. And it's kind of like just hitting those checkpoints over the off season. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have like a, 
a general idea of how how the season goes you know um but for me i'll look at i'll look at video i'll see you know what i what i can improve on um you know what i did well and then you know i'll um you know the things i need to work on i'll i'll start working on them when i hop on the ice next week and um yeah i mean it's uh it's a lot of work but um you know it's fun and and you always want to get better every year and and improve on things so uh, i'm excited to get started we obviously know about your you know tenacity on the pk how did that become such a big part of your game um i want to say a couple of years ago, you know, I really, when I was playing in Colorado, I kind of got a, um, got an elevated role on the penalty kill there. And, um, and I was able to, to kind of establish myself as, as a good penalty killer there. And then when I came to the sharks, we actually killed the same way as we did in Colorado. So there wasn't really too much of a transition for me in, in, um, styles of penalty kill so when i came here you know it was the same thing that i've been doing and um you know our penalty kill has been awesome for the last two years now and um and you know we we have a lot of good killers on the team forwards d and then you know whichever goalie's playing has stepped up at different times too to help the penalty kill so so it's been a lot of fun to be a part of yeah when you watch like the stanley cup playoffs do you see more of what the other team's power play is doing right or do you see what a certain team's pk is doing wrong um you kind of pick up on both actually you know i mean if you think about it you know all the teams that are still in it at this point um they they have strong special teams so um the margin for error in these games that are happening now are are slim and so if you know you you kind of pick up on the little mistakes that are made you played with uh, Makar just a little bit in Colorado, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Did Did you expect him to be this good? I did, honestly. It's <laughs> it's uh, it's funny because he came he came to us after his college season, and we had just started the playoffs. Yeah. And he, um, you know, he stepped right in. His first NHL game was a playoff game, and you know, I think throughout those playoffs, he was about a point a game, and. I remember um, the first time he was on the ice with us, you know, we're all looking around like, wow, this kid, this kid is, you know, really good. And um, yeah, I mean, just seeing his work ethic and, um, you know, his growth over, over the span of a couple of years is incredible. And, you know, I think he's the best defenseman in the league right now. And, um, you know, he's, he's only going to get better. So it's, uh, it's been fun to watch him. Yeah, man, I always enjoy watching, uh, especially when you get a defenseman who can do the wild offensive things that he does. Like everybody this last year, they loved that McDavid goal. And yeah, a couple of them, but there was one in particular where he just, you know, handled and dangled through everybody out there on the ice and scored. But uh, McCarr had that one where he took the guy to the boards and put on the brakes and spun inside and went right back to the net. Like that, like you don't usually see a goal like that from anybody. Like that was one of the wildest that I've ever seen. I mean, do you get enough time? Do you watch Sports Center? Do you are you able to take in the highlights from around the league? Yeah, I mean, usually when when we go to the rink, you know, we have the network on and and watch all the highlights. But I, I do I do know the goals that you're talking about. Um, you know, I feel like I've seen it all over the place on TV, on Instagram. <laughs> it it, uh, it was it was a 
unreal goal and you know his his skill set is just amazing did you ask uh, mario if he taught him how to do that yet <laughs> yeah i think mario did teach him that one <laughs> <laughs> good stuff man well you know i appreciate your time as always it's always fun talking with you man can't wait till we get back towards training camp i'm sure you can wait a little bit because you're like hey man i'm feeling pretty good let's let's keep this rolling <laughs> but uh enjoy your summer and uh, i'll be bothering you for an interview soon all right awesome sounds good thanks for having me Again, that was the Sharks' Matt Nieto joining us here on the Sharks Audio Network. Be sure to check out some of my other off-season check-ins. We've spoken with Noah Greger, William Eklund, Scott Reedy, Jacob Magna, so you can hear what the Sharks are up to with their summers, too. For the Sharks Audio Network, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. Couture gets the rebound. He was oh so close. Tried to slide it back to the point. Tipped away there by Zuccarello. Here comes the Wild. Across the line, little drop pass for Hartman. Burns got in the way. Fed across the rink by Benino. Here's Nieto breaking in, shooting it. Scar! Matt Nieto racing down the right side. Gets the pass from Nick Benino and ties the game 2-2. 1-19 into the second period. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yend.